Hello guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football, uh, off the pitch mostly this week. We have some big transfer news to go over. Uh, where to start? Do you want to start with uh, your favorite Moroccan? Yeah, I want to start with Ziyech. Honestly, so much drama regarding this story. I really don't understand what's happening. And there's no one out there to just explain a little bit what, what's happening. Um, you know what I think it is, though? Also, I think Chelsea has so much going on that they haven't really been talking about Ziyech too much. Yeah, right? he doesn't rank high in the list. Out of, of all the people that are exiting this year, it seems like he gets he's one of the ones that gets the least attention. Well, he's not, he's not English, right? So you have to be English to get a lot of attention. That's not true. I mean, a little Golo bit. Conte, even Koulibaly got more attention. He got a little bit of attention and because it was confirmed, right? Like, Koulibaly uh, did not... Havertz is not English. Yeah, I mean, we have to be European. Okay, let me just <laughs> say it outright. You have to be European. But anyway, so uh, Ziyech was supposed to um, go to Al-Nasr, uh, but apparently, like, a few things happened this week that is putting into question all this stuff. So uh, Moroccan footballer Hakim Ziyech's expected move to Saudi Arabian club Al-Nasr is reportedly on the brink of collapse as his medical result, results raise serious concerns. So we don't know what these concerns are. Um, and I want to mention all these journalists that actually mentioned this because this piece of news just introduced me to this word of sports, quote-unquote, journalism. It's really weird. But it's transfer news journalism. Yeah. Right? Trans- it's a little different. I mean, you can't fuck up uh, what's happening on the pitch, right? No, because they're that... trying. To, they're trying to get scoops as to where players are going. Yeah, but it's still journalism. It is not no, no, journalism, standards. but it's a it's a different than covering a game. Yeah, yeah, because right? covering a game is factual, right? Most of the time. Right, but this is like you have to rely on a source. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's what I'm saying. I want to differentiate between this kind of what mm-hmm. journalists do in terms of transfer news and outside of transfer news. Exactly. So it's basically three journalists. So the first one, sports journalist Santi Awana said on Twitter, uh, quote, I quote, as in January when he underwent medical tests at PSG and Nasser has identified a knee problem for Hakim Ziyech, he went, he underwent further tests at PSG, end quote. And he adds that the Saudi club uh, has doubt about signing him now. Other reports and some Saudi uh, news outlets actually suggested that the transfer uh, deal is heading towards a collapse due to a disagreement over personal terms. So not actually anything to do with his knee problem, but it's apparently disagreement on personal terms. This could be Ziyech's second failed move this year after the collapse of his move to PSG in January due to Chelsea failing to send some paperwork within the transfer uh, window. Allegedly, at least. Yeah, that's true. Allegedly failing to send some paperwork within the transfer window timeframe. Uh, the idea that was reported is that either PSG's medical tests were not thorough enough back in Jan, or they just didn't care enough because it was a loan only for six months without an option to buy. So even if they had discovered that there was any problem, they didn't care that much. Uh, CBS journalist James Benjay reports that Anas are now resigned to there being little chance to the deal being finalized. Uh, apparently, Ziyech was inside Arabia last Thursday to complete his transfer, but medical tests revealed knee problems, and then Al-Nasr then scheduled uh, new tests for Friday, but those tests were also not, not great for, uh, for Ziyech. Um, more news from The Sun that calls Ziyech, quote-unquote, the Chelsea outcast. He is a bit. It's not <laughs> inaccurate. Just... It's not inaccurate. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he gets benched. He's not the closest yeah. with all the players. He yeah. is a bit of an outcast. I mean, that's actually an appropriate term. 
Yeah, so they basically said that Ziyech turned on Nasr down after the Saudi giant tried to drastically reduce his wages following his failed medical. And I'll read another tweet from uh, our third source, which is uh, a journalist called uh, Ben Jacobs. Uh, he said, and I quote, Hakim Ziyech underwent further tests today in Madrid, which confirmed red flags with his knee and hip. As a result, Ziyech was made a new offer with his basic wage reduced by 40%. As per colleague at James Penge, or Benjay, uh, Ziyech is not keen to accept, meaning for now the move uh, to Anastra is off. So there are a lot of things that I want to talk about and things that I don't understand about all the stuff that happened. So the first thing is, where the fuck is Fabrizio Romano? Can you just tell me where he is? Why is he not saying anything? Why is he not giving us an update? He was the one that was reporting every single update about the, the player. He's, there's verbal agreement, there's talks, uh, the deals are signed, are about to be signed, and he suddenly goes quiet. I think his last post was from the 28th of June about Ziyech, so not really understanding I mean, it could be happening. a few things, right? One, he is not certain about these sources yet, that his sources are different from these journalists. Mm -hmm. So he cannot confirm that this is true from his own sources, from mm -hmm. his perspective. And because he has a certain reputation, he's not comfortable posting something unless he has it on reasonable authority that it is correct. Right? Yeah, but, so, he, but he, pay, he posts about everyone. No, no, so. I understand. So that's the, first, that's the first thing. He does not have credible sources to, mm -hmm. to, to convince him that this is true yet. So he doesn't want to jump on it yet. Number two is maybe could be likely he's too consumed with other news no way no fucking way this is some juicy news how often does this happen i agree i agree i agree it's more likely the former than the latter but you know at the same time maybe something slipped through the cracks who knows but then again yeah he even reports on players and clubs that are just not that famous at all yeah no exactly and this is some drama happening right i remember he reported about or he reported um, on the, uh, the the PSG failed move and all the paperwork issues. No, no. So that was, yeah, so that was done. And sometimes once in a while, you will also see him uh, mentioning another journalist saying as exactly. per, yeah, yeah. per reported by so-and-so, this is what happens because obviously you have to give credit to whoever okay, the source was. Maybe he doesn't trust this Santi Aona or James but, Benji. But or actually, ben I know this James Benj. I don't know if it's, I think it's James Benj. I don't know. Okay, I've been and Benji. Ben, <laughs> apologize james and ben jacobs those two actually are known journalists i mean this james bench is a cbs journalist right. so he must not be uh, i've never heard prior to this i've never heard of the first one that you mentioned yeah yeah uh but mm. the other two i think are british journalists if i think so yeah uh so uh it's a bit like obviously these people can get things wrong but they must hear this stuff from somewhere because then because it's not coming from a newspaper, right? Because if it's like Daily Mail or The Sun... Well, some of the stuff is coming from newspapers. I don't know. But it depends, right? Some, some of these people, like they will... Like, for example, Ben Jacobs. I actually don't know what newspaper he works for. It yeah, doesn't I say it doesn't say on his Twitter bio. Sure, maybe he works... He's like kind of like Fabrizio Romano where he doesn't... You know, yeah. he doesn't work for a particular... Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there are certain journalists that are very credible... They're, they're not the biggest ones, but but then again, I just feel it like it's, it takes some like, who is spreading rumors like that though? I don't know. It's just weird rumors. But like, that's what I'm saying. If they were if you false. Read the, if you read some of the, um, 
the the Saudi newspapers, they're talking about not like disagreement over the terms, not really a new problem. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not the same story. The second thing that's not clear to me is how come Chelsea and Morocco were not aware of this? Like why waste time trying to sell a player if you know he has a health problem? Surely you know that any team will have to conduct um, uh, a medical test or some sort of medical test that everyone would conduct. It's like basic due diligence for a player. And this would be revealed, and then you would have wasted energy, money, and but to play to play devil's, time. devil's advocate, we talked about this, right? If Chelsea was aware, maybe they could sell to a Nasser, who maybe they expect that their expectations are not as high. Yeah, yeah I, I want to talk about that too. That, that I agree, but still, if it's a major problem with the players not no, going to play... No, maybe it's not major. It's just minor enough for them to flag it, but you can still play, but it's there. And then they think, okay, maybe the top flight club may not accept that necessarily because Ziyech is not the most highly demanded player, right? Then then it must be some permanent problem, right? Like, so if they knew about the problem, why didn't they help with his recovery? So they can actually sell him for a good price. Wouldn't you want to help him since he hasn't been playing anyways? Wouldn't <laughs> this you? Is, is like, what, renovating a house? Exactly. And do, and, no, and so that sh- you can sell it for exactly. a better price? Exactly, that's the perfect example because... He hasn't been playing for most of the like of the year, right? So you would want to tell him, hey, man, this is your recovery. And so that I can sell you for a proper... For me, the weirder thing is not with Chelsea because Chelsea, Chelsea's intentions, we don't, we can't really say, right? Because they have financial incentives. They have things about whether, which players to play for certain things. And Ziyech is not the biggest star on no, the no, team, no, right? He... And so... And so, but for example, what I think is more strange or stranger, sorry, is Morocco. Because yeah, yeah. If, he, if he's playing consistently for Morocco and he is one of the best players of the Moroccan team, right? And Walid consistently puts a lot of trust in him mm-hmm. and he is the captain right now. Oh, sorry. He's the second captain, right? So when Saiz is not there, he's exactly second, he's second, he's second captain. captain. So if it was such a huge issue that he has knee and hip issues... I find it very hard to believe that Morocco would consistently and Walid would consistently play him in all the games, in high stake games, yeah, throughout yeah. the World Cup and all that stuff. Because that's that's a talk about a high stake game, it's a World Cup. If you have a serious knee issue, not only would you like not win for your country, you could also really injure yourself. Right? Yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean that so, that, that, that that makes it very that, that that's a valid argument because I'm guessing the Moroccan national team must be conducting regular checkups on players, right, to make sure that they can uh, play or not. And we saw during the World Cup that a lot of them had major injuries or some of them played with injuries. I had injuries. to be taken off. Right? Yeah, taken off. Or some of them played with injuries like Mazrawi. So if they knew about this, why play Ziyech in almost every single international game? In almost the full minutes. So he most recently played against South Africa in, uh, in the AFCON uh, qualifications and where he scored. Friendlies against uh, Cap Vert. Peru and Brazil recently, and before every single game in the World Cup, as you mentioned. So, not really, I don't really understand what happened there, but I do come back to the Chelsea problem. If I want to make as much money as possible, then I should help with his recovery. Then this would be a, a, a problem that I would know. Like, maybe Kante they don't want injured... to spend the money. No, no, but the, I don't think it's an extra cost for them, right? Because they must have deals where players get injured so they have like doctors and recovery sentences on retainer. I'm not sure. Like Kante was injured for such a long time. I think that's why he went to Saudi because I think he knew and a lot of other soccer teams knew that he's not, he's like more prone to injury, right? And so it's, 
And I want to talk about this as well, is that the Saudi league, let's all be completely fair, it's a slow league. It's like it's slower than other leagues. If you watch it, it doesn't move as fast when it comes to games, like actual gameplay. That's why some players could be more successful there than others. So I don't understand why Al Nasser has such a high bar for this. Maybe it's because they're paying so much money. They were uh, going to pay him 12 million per year. So they're like, okay, we're paying 12 million per, per year and as a salary. And then we're paying also Chelsea 15 million pounds or something like that as a fee. So we want someone who's functional for the next three years. So that could also be it. I'm I'm not really sure. And also, what is the specific knee problem? How did he get it? Maybe he got it from playing in the World Cup because Rogragi or Walid, the Moroccan coach, forced him to play every single game and he has to give it all his, like his best and that's why he got the injury. I don't know how he got it. And I don't, you didn't play it the whole year, so how the fuck would you get it with Chelsea? You must have gotten it with Morocco, right? And that yeah. can't be good because there, there were instances when Fiorentina told Morocco don't play Amrabat in the World Cup because he played way too many games. There were other instances with, I don't know, PSG or some other, or, or like West Ham told Morocco don't play Naif Agard because he's been playing and he's injured and so on and so forth. So that but could you, be but it But you well. see how it could really be possible that his relationship with Chelsea has deteriorated to a point where they don't even the, want yeah, to help and support that's him. That's fucked up because that's like a responsibility. No, no. I right? understand, I understand. Because, right, like he's really like a B player for them, right? He never really starts. They consider him as an option sometimes. I mean, it's such a packed squad, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if, first of all, you don't have a great relationship with the club, with the manager, with the ownership and all that stuff, right? So they're less inclined to help you already. You go to the World Cup and you exert yourself a lot and maybe mm-hmm. you come back and you pick up an injury or two and maybe it's not so serious but it means that you won't be able to train as well even if you don't play right even in training you're like a bit you know and so this whole relationship is already strained and then you do all the stuff and because let's say you take another player on the Morocco team like Agret maybe he has a really good relationship with West Ham and they start him all the time and so they will actually make sure they to tell him. Morocco hey yeah, please yeah. don't play him so much and please take care of him because we need he's crucial but- to us I but maybe, but yeah, Chelsea yeah. may not be doing that because they don't give a fuck anymore. That could be it. Like, why, be it. why? I have so many players that I could make money off. I understand I need to balance my books. But, like, if this player doesn't care about us and we don't, ca- we don't care about him, why are we going to spend the effort to try to rehabilitate him? Because I understand everything's about good business, but sometimes it really does seem like a lot of these managers' ownerships are a little petty because they just... Yeah, I don't know what happens. Uh, you, you could be right not not really clear to me and and he was not like a player that uh, got injured a lot during the world cup like other players had way more serious injuries we never heard i don't think i've heard of ziyech being injured during the world cup but could be but this is this is all speculation about his it's, injury yeah right? it's but, all speculation. Oh, I mean, not even injury they didn't even say injury they just said issue knee problem this is this knee is very vague problem. because like when i try to find out exactly what they do in the medical tests right mm-hmm. there's so many different components so it could be that he has maybe a muscular problem, maybe he has a flexibility problem, maybe it's a bit torn, or I don't know, can you even, no, you can't tear, tear a knee. What, do you, what can you do to a knee? Break a knee. Just break it? Yeah. But then you'll be on crutches, you can't walk yeah. if you break a I knee. Mean, or maybe it's the joint problem, or maybe his speed is not, I, I don't know, there's so many things that could, that could go wrong. Maybe he has too much fat around his knee. I, yeah, I, being, I don't know. Being the skinny legend that yeah, he is. I, I really don't know. But honestly, I was telling you, my theory is that I really do believe that Ziyech himself, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory, but I do think that Ziyech himself changed his mind 
last minute. I think that's what happened. Same. same and same. and decided that, you know what, I know maybe I already signed the documents, I already did the medical test, but I really don't think I want to go to play for Al Nasser mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe in the future, I feel like maybe I still want to play for a European club, whatever it is, right? I don't think he wants to stay at Chelsea. But then again, it's not the best news or the best... Wait. Ta- yeah. No, no, no. But I understand. But still, like... And then he decides, you know what? The only way I can do it is to make up some reason so That's that... horrible for me too. Right. So right. So that they... So that the media and the team and the club cannot say anything but, you know, but break the deal, basically. Yeah. And the medical is one of those things where it doesn't really happen so often. And when you hear something about, oh, the player failed a medical, instantly you're, you're going to be like, you know, maybe that's... It's a deal breaker. Yeah, exactly. Because if you say, oh, well, the salary's not high enough. Yeah. Or like, the add-ons are not great. Or maybe... Or he, like, no, you no, know, but, but, but I think not, you're right. Because if you had signed already, it's legally binding and probably don't have a right. way of getting out of it. But it was pending the medical that apparently is not... Right, correct. And I, I do think that there's... It, once you have signed it, maybe there's just not that many ways to get out of it. I don't know. And right? Now, but, so, but, but then again, now they're saying Mourinho's interested, but why would he be interested if the guy is no, no. has health issues? And maybe at this point, if he's interested, he maybe think he's maybe thinking I could get him at a better price because maybe all this medical test in the news has kind of depreciated him a little bit because perhaps people think on the market, oh, maybe he does have a knee problem. It's not the smartest thing because it damages his reputation yeah. in terms of what he could... But the thing is, that's what I told you yesterday. Why not just fucking come out and release a statement? A statement, like, that's so simple. But like, if it's legally this... binding, binding, what can he say? What, what's legally If he binding? signed the document, what can he say to get that's out of true. it? There's nothing that's he true. can say. You have to be able... You signed a contract, that's it. You have to follow through. No, but that, then again, your argument might not work because a medical test can reveal whether you, you have a knee problem or not. So you can't just tell them, oh, I have a knee problem, so I don't think this will work out. So it's not something that you can just make up and they won't check it. Honestly, I don't know. It's just like I'm saying something is I mean, really fishy true. with the whole deal. I mean, that's true. Or maybe he just does have a little niggle there. I have no idea. And decided, like the, you know, he just, I just, the, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go so bad that he broke his knee on purpose. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like this whole deal revealed to me this quote-unquote sport journalism is basically just gossip, and most of it is not actually news. If people are referencing Marca, the Sun, the Daily Mirror, uh, the Daily Mail, I'm sorry, the Mirror, and all these, and all these quote-unquote newspaper then I mean, you they kind are of newspapers are not quote-unquote newspapers i mean i don't know it's just like what do you call them like yellow no like the the the, the gossip magazine gossip columns no the because that's, that columns. is how because it feels like these trans it, it is a bit like you know like maybe the athletic maybe some other places are slightly better but overall it's not like great and as you said because they have no repercussions if they get it wrong then i have no i have no incentive to actually I mean, get it right it's not that there are no reper- but repercussions but there are no repercussions but you do they- you do you do build a reputation right like Fabrizio romano is so famous because at a certain point he doesn't get stuff wrong no but like it, it, if your goal is to get as much traffic as possible to your page then just saying randomly that hakimi may go to uh, has may go to man city or something like that then it Gets will give you traffic yeah and that's your point, right? You, your goal is to maximize profit. And this will help you maximize profit. So I think that's the problem. The last thing I want to talk about here is how mean some of the Chelsea fans are. They're like, they're saying that, oh my God, we can't seem to get rid of him. He's basically damaged goods. And do you know what I feel? I'm like so upset at fucking Chelsea. Chelsea ruined a player that was amazing at, uh, at Ajax. Ajax is not a shitty team. Ajax is a big team. It's one of the 
most iconic teams in the whole world, in the history of football. So this guy must not have sucked at some point. So for him to come to fucking Chelsea and be benched by three uh, fucking coaches and be treated the way that all the Chelsea fans treated him, and probably not everyone did that, but they hated him, they blamed him for everything. Like, I went through the comment multiple times. I'm not saying he's amazing, but I'm saying he was not the reason why Chelsea was bad. But a lot of people seem to blame him. In the, in the, in the, the few games that he actually played, the, the fans blamed him constantly and said that he was just ruining the team, ruining the spirits. And as you say, judging him for not posting more on Instagram, for not smiling more, and all this back and forth. And at some point, it makes me like, kind of worried about his mental state. Imagine, put yourself in his shoes. Like, how would you feel? Like being fucked over by this. Are we back team. here uh, worrying about uh, how no, no, how no, these but, rich football no, players no, 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 are no, feeling? No, but like this is a specific situation, right? Like he must be extremely unlucky or something must be because it doesn't no, happen no, no, a lot. No, he's seriously lucky. I, there's a, there's a bias here. I don't think non-Chelsea fans are as mean to him as Chelsea fans are. No, no, I agree. But I'm just saying, if you just look at the uh, situation objectively, you're like, oh my god, I feel bad for this player. Like you can't help but feel bad. It's not a situation that a lot of people are put into. And you're like, okay, I know you get paid five million pounds a year, which is a lot of money, but at the same time, there is no price on like more like or like on on psychological health. I, I do think it's that he, hard to put a price he feels that. you can tell like by I mean this is speculation because just from what I can glean, he like we said right he doesn't give a lot of public interviews at all, so we don't yeah. really know we don't get any insight into how he's feeling right, which. If the, you don't, you shouldn't be giving interviews all the time because that's excessive. You must not. But, like, but once in a while, you should because then you need it. You need to take control of the narrative a bit. I agree. That's the because problem. Like, that's what just, they do in the U.S. That like you have to, do, as you said, take control of the narrative. But the problem is, like, no matter how strong you are psychologically, this will massively impact you. Like, no, 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 I agree. I, I think the last few years at Chelsea has just been really hard. And the whole PSG move really also rocked the boat a lot. Yeah. The only one saving grace is that he still has Morocco. Yeah. I I think without to think, to think that like before this coach he he literally posted on Instagram saying that that's it he what do you call it he retired from right international exactly football. I think that the whole World Cup month gave him a lot in terms of morale his spirit mm-hmm. his the tight knit relationships that he has with the manager uh, as well as the other Moroccan players because you can really see it even when he's in London he hangs out with a, the, the Moroccans yeah, yeah right true. right that's that are true. there right and whenever he's playing for Morocco even if it's just the friendlies you can tell he's a lot more active mm-hmm. on social media and stuff like it's instant like you can really tell but, but to, to be clear, we're not talking about Ziyech just because he's Moroccan, but it, it seems to me that it's not something that happens that often in football. Like a story like this. From an outsider perspective, you just feel like he's very unlucky. No, I agree, like, I agree. Regardless and, of, And you know, we're bringing this up and been talking about it for the past 20 minutes because it's uncommon. It doesn't happen a lot. And I don't understand it fully. And I would love for some journalists out there, maybe at ESPN, CBR, someone to explain this Clearly, the athletics should tell me what are the repercussions? How often does it happen? Can we move on from it? Like, is it a permanent knee injury and all this stuff? Because it's not clear to me. Or maybe just go through the details of what we do in the medical, as you mentioned before. It's and just also, not very like, clear. For, from my perspective, is that because they are top-level athletes, they all have problems with their body just mm-hmm. because they strain True. it so much, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a degree. It's a it's spectrum. Like, it's like those uh, those boxers. They all have problems with their like uh, brain and... Oh my God, look at Benzema's hand. Yeah. He was supposed to do surgery in it years ago, but because and, he didn't want to take time off, he just yeah. wraps it around. I'm sure his hand is like deteriorating and, and their toes, or something. their toes are like I, I all I swear, horrible. when you see like pictures of them, there's like blood after mm-hmm. a game. 
all of their sh- all of their joints and their muscles really like- and they sh- they will not be in great condition yeah. there's no way yeah. because when you put your body through that high mm-hmm, stress mm-hmm. and strain there's no way it would be in good condition soccer itself or football is a type of sports that is like a lot of altercation a lot of like using no, your whole body so it's like very so that's why i think even when after they retire they need to put a lot of effort into rehabilitation mm-hmm. making sure that they can live a life because you know you see how these gymnasts and stuff they don't a lot of times their life expectancy is not so great they have a lot of problems yeah, around of their course. body when yeah, they're yeah, older yeah, yeah. just because at such a young age they really damage their body mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's this idea of like players having no injuries or no problems with their body is just completely ridiculous right but what's the problem is what you're saying is that these journalists don't make it clear because we don't know anything from outside yeah i expect more from them why basically. is it that some players will most players will pass a medical test because what are they actually doing we just see videos of them and putting connecting stuff on their chest <laughs> listening to their and running heart rate or yeah, yeah doing some cardio exercise but mm. we don't actually know okay what is it actually a formality? Like, is what are they actually looking for? Are they saying that, okay, your BMI is too high and your body fat percentage just actually needs to meet a certain <laughs> dude, threshold? Dude, look how cool. Does it mean that, does it mean that, you know, Manchester City is going to have a lower body fat percentage exactly, than another exactly, team? Is exactly. that it actually does a Does that mean that Man City is not going to accept anyone who has like a, a high BMI? Right, exactly. Do, do this clubs have, like, do, fuck this yeah, shit. Right. Someone needs to, like, the, it needs to be more clear. I think one of the reasons why they're not more yeah. clear is because they themselves don't know. I, I, and, and it's just very surprising because that's what you do on a daily basis. We don't want to hear any more about Kai Havertz, Mason Mouse, and Declan Rice. We got it. Fantastic okay, no, no, players. No, 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 no hate to them. No, no, no hate to them. We got no, it. No, Fantastic no, players. Their deals are almost done. Good for them. Most of it's done. Yeah, so... Maybe that's a great segue. Yeah, so I just really want all of this stuff. I think the media has already reported it extensively. You know, Declan Rice got a lot of attention, obviously. Kai Havertz got, but we already talked about Kai Havertz Mm -hmm. last time. But I just want to point out really Kai Havertz that the whole promotional video on Instagram and all that stuff, they did it at Keppa's wedding, which I'm like... The lighting wasn't great. In you the couldn't picture. wait, and also Keppa, are you serious? You would let your former teammates, new club, rival club, literally rival club, come take the whole team to your wedding, and a but guest like, at no, your wedding. But why would he say no? Like I'm pretty sure, like it's not like. Wait a few days. You don't have to do it at my wedding. Wait a day. Tomorrow's not my wedding. Yeah, but like you're not gonna really bother him, right? Like there's no. I'm sorry. Plenty it's, of not even spots about, it's not in that it's, wedding spot. It's not even bothering him. It's just the idea of it. Taking the, the I wouldn't. Okay, Thibaut Courtois just got married, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine one of his roommates? One of his not his roommates. One of his teammates is gonna leave and got bought by Barcelona, or whatever. And then Barcelona comes and says, "Hey." Hey, Courtois, can we take our team and do a promotional video of our new player um, okay, well, okay. at your wedding? Madrid versus Barcelona is not the same. Okay, as even doesn't matter. Chelsea. Atletico, doesn't matter. I don't care. Just another team that is kind of your rival, Atletico. Kepa is a fantastic human being. That's what you want Nicer than Courtois? Yes, No, exactly. but I'm just saying, like, the, yeah, that was really nice of him. I probably wouldn't say no, but <laughs> I, I don't... I think you're a petty person. I don't, but the, no, the thing is, I would say yes, but also I don't understand how players feel about club rivalries, right? So I couldn't say like on their no behalf. i think it's fine honestly i I'd... just think it's bizarre you could have waited a day you could have waited two days you have so much money fly him out to wherever why did you have to do it on that day you couldn't wait yeah right like and it's and it's like when was the last time you saw with such dim lighting in like tropical background yeah, super dim lighting. tropical background honestly <laughs> and i don't think True. the camera quality was that good either yeah, everything was bad. And everything bad was shot. Quality. He's like, hello, guys. It was like probably with his iPhone. You wanted to add something to Rice or you want to add something to... Um... 
No, no, no. Just to the transfer news overall. In oh, so none of these overrated English players? No. Okay, well, are we... Are we European move, players. Are we moving on from... So after City pulled out from, you know, thank God the Deccan Rice thing was, is Before finally over, smart. right? Like, thank God. I'm not, I don't think I want to add anything to all the debate about, oh, is he going to fit in in Arsenal? Is that what he needs? Because, you know, we'll see. Um, but... City now is targeting Gabri Vega from Cel- Celta Vigo as a midfielder option instead of Declan Rice because they're thinking about, you know, maybe Bernardo Silva is going to leave as well, mm-hmm. who also got, like, huge offers from Saudi teams. Apparently um, now he is, the, they targeting him instead of Ziyech and Nasser. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but the thing is, this guy, Gabri Vega, is apparently a hot commodity because Liverpool and Chelsea are also interested in him. So we'll see about that. What is it that you wanted to talk about? Oh, I just wanted to talk about the can Sado uh, or Kai Sado, sorry, I'm sorry. So Brighton turned down a 70 million pound bid by Arsenal in January and looks set to demand 100 million pounds for their priced asset, Kai Sado. I don't really understand how this player is why worth they, so much money. Why didn't they demand so much for McAllister? I have no idea. Like, like I've watched this guy at Brighton. I don't know. Like he's 21 years old. Yes, there's a lot of potential. Chelsea yes, seems to be a front runner. No? Yeah, yeah. So Chelsea's probably gonna get him. And I also don't understand how Arsenal is paying all this, all these crazy amounts of money. It's also it's also ridiculous. Uh, Chelsea thinks or Arsenal thinks. I'm not really sure that um, Brighton could go for 80 million pounds. Don't you think it's too much? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I think that I, just seems like the cost for midfielders these days. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. It's, it's really weird. The, the other thing that I want to talk about as well is there's more and more transfer news about players going to Saudi, as we discussed. Firmino, it's right? Firmino as well. I think Europe should be worried because they're not just old players. They're great players that can still give a lot. Firmino is arguably still a very good player. I think I'm surprised that another European team didn't scoop him up because he was fantastic. I don't think Liverpool... Has never been the same since they were they had Firmino, Salah, and Mane. That was their best Liverpool in recent history. So I still think he's a great player, and I think it's really good for them that they're going to Saudi. I think it's going to be a decent league. When they see all these players going, they're like, okay, why not? It might not be as bad. And you know that Saudi's trying to distribute a lot of these players, right? They're making an like an effort the Saudi league to not just have amazing European players or players coming from Europe in these top four teams, but also in the other teams so, so, so they can have a good league and a competition. So I think they're subsidizing some of it and helping it. And it's good for them for doing it for their family, as Koulibaly said, because they're getting paid four times or five times what their usual salary is or what their previous salary is. And you can call them materialistic, but I want to see you. I want to see what you Come would on, do if you at were. At the end of the day, we're all materialists. Yeah, if someone came and told you, I'm going to pay you five times what you're making right now, obviously. And you most go. of these footballers do not come from money. Exactly. So, of course, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. so right. good for them. There's, I feel like there's going to be more and more and more transfer news, but most of them, I think, arguably were kind of Muslim or from African background. So we'll see if yeah, for more Mino, Europeans... Yeah, Firmino, I guess, is a is an exception. Yeah. Neves is another exception. Yes, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of... Maybe Riyad Mahrez is going to decide No, but to it do makes it. sense, know. right? Because even if they don't want to... Per, uh, like, even if they don't want just Muslim players, right? Like, they probably think they're more likely to say yes because you For have sure, the yeah. connection, right? Yeah. You have mosques there. And even Africans, because there's a lot of right. Muslims in Africa as a whole. Um, but I would like to point out another transfer that I thought was really interesting. So Kim Min-jae was a player in Napoli and 
should have signed, I think signed a five-year deal with Bayern for 15 million euros. Yeah, like I said, I don't really watch Syria, but uh, he actually has a very interesting story. Uh, So he actually went to university in Korea as well. So he went to university, but he didn't finish. So he dropped out to pursue a profession, to pursue professional football in just 2016. So he was 20 already. So before, prior to that, he wasn't, you know, wow, playing. That's, that's you know, crazy. so he started as semi-professional, kind of, right? Um, he, by the way, he also has the same birthday as I do. So when I saw this, I was Good like, "Are you. we adding to the list of the people that I share my <laughs> birthday?" Yes. You. So he started in a semi-professional league in Korea and ended up in Napoli in 2022. So it took him wow. six years to get to Napoli and then win the league with Napoli, right? Uh, and his he was to replace Koulibaly because Koulibaly had left to go to Chelsea, mm-hmm. right? And then so he came. And he was integral in their league title. I watched some of his compilations. He is a really good center back. Uh, I looked at some of his stats as well. He is great with a team like Napoli that can play with counterattacks because he's really fast. Mm-hmm. And also during that domestic season, that one year he played with Napoli, he had an 86.2% t- tackle success rate, which is amazing. 71 total blocks and a 72.5% successful pass rate for long balls. So he wow. can pass the ball really long. This is, if you compare him to even the top center backs in the Premier League, he's really up there mm. along with them as well. So Bayern got, I think, a really amazing player. Um, they needed like a good center back, to be honest. Exactly. I'm yeah. always happy to see, you know, Asian players succeed in Europe because it's not that common at all. I don't all. remember him in the World Cup, though. Uh, he I did just, play. He yeah, did play. Maybe I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Maybe we just don't focus too much on center center backs, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. Um, and but yeah, so I I think I'm really happy for him. I I hope he does well at Bayern and uh, under Tuchel, uh, and uh, and so yeah. And interestingly, um, I don't know if this is confirmed or anything, but apparently our favorite Croatian goalie, Levokovic, mm-hmm. Fiorentina has submitted an opening bid for him as their new goalie. And only 6 million euros. Where is he right now? Uh, he's at uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Mm, Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, but only 6 million euros. That's such a good goal. I, I, am, nice I, like, am I dreaming? Like, is that... He was amazing. Yeah, at some, other, some other big team should scoop him. I don't... I don't I, yeah, I don't doing. think Fiorentina is going to get him. I mean, I don't know if they will, but... But like if, if they the, do, if, if there's no one in the race, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this was news. I, mean, that, I haven't I haven't checked people, it out. I haven't I checked up on a recent Everyone talks thing. just about Onana, I guess. Yeah, that's true, which I think... United Apparently, Nasser also gave uh, Bono uh, like some deal to come, but he doesn't want to come. Sevilla is open because she's gonna, they're going to get a lot of money, but he, he doesn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the United situation is tricky. I think the, the De Gea-United thing is a bit... Poor De Gea, I swear. There's I such, swear. There's such fuckers. Uh, like, so honestly, De Gea. basically, they reached an orig- original agreement to extend his contract uh, with a drastically reduced... Uh, salary um, and so he even announced it to everyone yeah I'm gonna extend Wait, hasn't and he all been that tweeting stuff. some weird tweets right yeah I think he yeah. tweeted one emoji or something yeah, yeah some so emo- he had signed but the club didn't sign off and then United came back and said their offer no longer was on the table and he had to lower his salary even more wait so he can't find any other team that would take him I don't know maybe he doesn't want to, I think if he if he made the announcement that he wanted to leave because I don't think he's officially done that it still seems like he has intention to stay, right? Yeah, because so, even if he stays, I think there are chances that he's going to be a second goalie, not right. the first one. So I think if he chose to stay, I'm sure there was someone, there will be clubs that want to buy him. But because yeah. he hasn't done that, then um, any other he transfer just, news? He just loves Manchester. So I know, much. right? No, I think that's all. Uh, so outside of transfer news, I thought this news piece of news is kind of funny. Some more Mbappe Hakimi drama. Oh, I think I saw this. I yes. Think I saw this. <laughs> 
So Mbappe's mom, Faiza, Faiza Lamari, she just started like a, an agency for, I assume, just footballers for now, right? With, with she, she wants to move on from managing just her son to multiple Right, people. right, exactly. So obviously she, star- she started it with Mbappe. Right. So obviously her two sons are her only clients right now. Does she have any qualifications? No, no, no qualifications. But anyway, but you will see because Hakimi's agent gets really pissed off. So his, um, his, his agent, Hakimi, who is really good friends with Mbappe, for those who don't know, they play, with, they play on PSG together. They're really, really good you friends. You mean Hakimi and Mbappe, not, Mbappe yes. not Hakimi's agent. No, no, yes. Sorry, sorry. Hakimi and Mbappe. Maybe his agent's good friends with him. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so he spoke out against her supposed attempts to poach Hakimi. So I guess Hakimi and Mbappe are such good friends that maybe Mbappe gave her that, you know what, you should get my best buddy, my best pal. She's, no, you can no, take no, him no, as well. No. The mom. The mom probably went to Mbappe and she's like, dude, please, son. Maybe he's please Muslim. Bring, yeah, and like, you know, please more. bring. Yeah, I'm Algerian. He's Moroccan. Just bring yeah, him yeah, over. Yeah. And so the a- Hakimi's agent got really upset. He went on this public rampage and said, we are very surprised that just because she's the mother of an important player, she can interfere in the market. That's Being true. the mother of a player is not enough. For me, it shows a lack of respect for the profession. Faiza is a, um, is, has a business that has nothing other than Mbappe. Her importance in the market is non-existent. She has no experience and has wow. no deals completed. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I mean, they're all fair points, to be honest, but that was... It's just that... He could not was, take it. He wow. had to announce this publicly. And obviously, Mbappe and Hakimi have not commented. What's his name? Hakimi's Asian? Kama- Kamano. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, and so, obviously, the two of them have not commented on this. I just think it's hilarious because they are two really good friends. But then his agent just came and did this. And He's like, probably, Hakimi, tell your mom. Uh, Hakimi would tell Mbappe, tell your mom to knock and it Bobby's off. Mbappe's like, how dare you? How could you let your agent say this about my mother? This You're is- going to fire him right now, on the spot. If you want us to still be best friends. Oh. I just, this is, you can't make this up. This is hilarious. Uh, and his agent sounds like quite a character. So. Good for him. I <laughs> like him. I like his agent now. I, be, I bet a lot of other players are going to want to sign with him. Yeah, yeah. But it, that was that was hilarious. And actually, more seriously, speaking of PSG, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Galtier and his son were taken to police custody as a part of an investigation into discrimination at Nice. Uh, apparently, allegedly, Galtier said in an email about his former Nice squad, we have built a team of scum. They're only blacks and half the team go to the mosque on Friday. No, he said that specifically? In an email. That's crazy. Yeah, so he, I don't know if he's still in police custody right now. Maybe he, they posted bail or something, but. Wow, I can't believe he, so, but there he is an allegedly investiga- said that. I don't know. There is uh, an investigation. Someone must have found the email. I mean, that's because it's not verbal. It's an it's email. It's always like, it's always France, right? It's always France. I mean, There's always things like this. If you it. said this in US, oh my God, because the things that people get um, investigated for are so much milder than this in the US when it comes to discrimination. But the thing is, in the US, you might not actually go to jail for it. But in France, you could go to jail. Oh, I don't know about the because, legal. Yeah, like, because for instance, in, in, in France, people go to jail. You remember Eric Zemmour? Mm. He actually went to, had to pay a fine because of what he said about like a few things. In the US, freedom more of speech. More freedom of speech. Exactly. Correct. So, wow, I'm very surprised, especially in a league where obviously there's a lot of Muslims and Africans. Uh, and in a country where there's a lot of Muslims, Muslims and Africans. Anyways, I, we don't know the story. I don't this know is just alleged, but he yeah. is under investigation. And along with his son, I'm not sure his involvement, why his son is involved. Perhaps his son is maybe on his managing team, his coaching team. Mm. I'm not sure about that because uh, I'm not yet. But this is what happened at Nice, so, wow. which okay. is not too long ago. Anyway. We'll follow the uh, this news as well as the uh, Ziyech news. I'm hoping more and more uh, 
things are going to come out to as, clarify the situation. As well as the Mbappe-Hakimi uh, bromance. This, their bromance is so much more interesting to me than the Mbappe, oh, shall I stay? Shall I leave? Shall I stay? Shall how I much, leave? How much do you want to bet that that bromance is fake? And they're all this I actually, I don't think it's fake because they put so much effort into it. It's uh, like if it, were, if it were fake... His mom. Faiza's telling him, you why, gotta... You gotta like, why would he, after even beating him in the semi-final of the World Cup, go and comfort your friend. Like, that's really far. Like Yeah, but then again, he is a smart cookie. So maybe he's actually, like, doing all of those things. He's smart what? enough to Hakimi think... Hakimi is not the most important player. If anything, he should have made more effort with Messi. What are you talking about? Yeah. He didn't yeah. make as big of an effort with Messi. If you think he's well, such a... Well, then he lost. That's why. Well, maybe if he won. No, no, no. No, won. but, like, the whole time when Messi was his teammate, you couldn't tell that they had such a relationship. If you, if you wanted to be smart mm-hmm. in terms of a PR perspective, why didn't you make it seem like you are so tight with Messi and that your relationship is really tight? Because the media had portrayed it otherwise. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, don't, I really don't think that this is, like, as big of a... Maybe there's an element to it that's exaggerated, for sure. We never know. I hope I get a best friend, like... Uh, Mbappe and Hakimi. Yeah. That's the bromance is pretty cute. Yeah. BFF goals. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Uh, we might be taking just a little break next week because I'll be out of town for a bit. But hopefully we'll be back the week after that. There's a lot of, probably a lot of transfer news that have happened. And then I think the Women's World Cup will be we'll have starting just started, yeah. as well. Uh, so... Look forward to that. Uh, If you did like it, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening from. uh, And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.